This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. And sing! Standing by. Complete. Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Nathan. And I'm Drew. And we are the Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we will be discussing Common Rider episodes 86 through 87. Hello, listeners. That was a new voice you just heard during that intro. Please give a hearty tokusatsu welcome to Drew Dodgem. Dodgen, Dodgen. Dodgen. As Dodgen. In like the word dodge, but with the letter N at the end. Yes. I keep wanting to say Dodgem, <laughs> which I think is what British people call bumper cars. I don't know, actually, what they call bumper cars. No, I'm but pretty anyway. sure it's Dodgem because when I mean, I, I'll take your word for it. Well, I mean, you're you're wearing a Nintendo 64 shirt, and I learned this because I played the rare games on the Nintendo 64, and they would have bumper car mini games, and they call them Dodgem. In all fairness, that could have just been rare being cute. Maybe. <laughs> British listeners, please write in and yell yeah. at me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But yes, yes, Drew, you, as I've as I mentioned a little bit in a previous episode, you are going to be my new temporary co-host until we finish Common Rider because you're nuts and volunteered for this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, but it's all good. <laughs> because you need to you need to be on two podcasts now. <laughs> I, I need, actually no, I just need an excuse to watch Toku. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> that sounds like it should be the title of a podcast, an excuse to watch <laughs> Toku. <laughs> uh, so introduce yourself to the listeners. Who is Drew Dodgen? My name is Drew Dodgen. I am 37. I enjoy long walks on the beach. I am single and ready to mingle. No, uh, I, <laughs> I was just like, wait, I, did, I, I didn't say give us your Tinder profile. What the heck? Nobody reads those anyway. <laughs> I say like, I've never read those. But anyway, I, I was just giving my personal information. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I, uh, I need I your credit card number now. <laughs> uh, and my mother's maiden name, probably. <laughs> a name rank and serial number <laughs> something something like that no i i, I do a pod, i, I talk slowly drew that might actually work i do a podcast called uh, the cell cast with my good buddy jacob where we talk about animated television shows and movies we actually have had nathan on for another episode for an episode of that where we talked about a kaiju wrestling movie uh, rumble <laughs> yes that was interesting uh, <laughs> and more recently you guys have been on the monster island film vault a couple of times you're a patron of the monster yes. island film vault and i'm in the final stages of getting it done but our long overdue episode of mighty morphin the movie is coming out i figured that all things considered you were working as fast as you could without you know breaking down and crying yeah. <laughs> all things considered uh it's gonna be so, really yeah, hard when i do the drama segments because i've yeah. gotten most of the lines back and i have some wonderful actors for that one and right 
But yeah, I wrote the first draft of that before the news broke. Yeah. Well, shoot, I suggested we do that movie like eight months before any of that happened. So yeah. Yeah. Weird and awkward. For those who somehow don't know, we're talking about the death of Jason David Frank. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, we do review. I do watch a lot of animated movies and TV shows. Toku is kind of connected to that. And some, yet kind some of would say not. To, some would say Tokusatsu is live action anime. <laughs> I, I could go with that. And the only reason I give it a connection is because we include puppetry in our definition of animation, which is a little pushing it, I'll admit. And let's face it, Sweetums is kind of suitmation. He is suitmation. What way, are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, and so is Big Bird for that matter. So I think we've only really done one Tokusatsu movie, and that was a little shop of horrors, and we decided that was the least animated film we'll ever review. So <laughs> I love because we realize this has barely any quote unquote animation in it. It's almost on the wrong side of the line of where the special effect is the feature versus this just a special effect so i love little shop of horrors so it's a a great movie it's just i think technically we broke our rule with that movie i mean there are there's only i think two optical effects in the entire movie (laughs) and yeah but i mean anyway yeah anyway yeah we could get on a whole it's a a frank oz it's a frank oz movie i'm counting it as a semi-muppet movie a a (laughs) semi-muppet yeah a semi-muppet it sounds like a new technical term semi-muppet i mean (laughs) we are looking at doing the original jim henson teenage Mutant ninja turtles movies i say jim henson did it i mean he made the suits but anyway well at least the first one i think he didn't he die before the second one? Well, I mean, the company that he owned. Right. And I know he worked on the first one. I'm fairly certain they are. They worked off the same designs for movies two and three. And plus, technically, the f- fourth movie in that series is completely animated. So Yes. Although that one's we a, that's Eventually, a little, we'll have to do that one, too, because yeah, that's, that's actually a very good movie. Yeah, that one's... Although its continuity is a little dubious, but I don't mind. Yeah. I just got done doing Muppet Mo- uh, uh, Studio Ghibli. I've had all the... Actually, that didn't even make sense. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, yes. You're coming in for the next handful of episodes to help me finish out the original Common Rider. Although, right. for the final episode of Common Rider, episode 98, I will be bringing my original co-host... Travis back on. In fact, I just released an episode with Travis where we talked about a pair of Common Rider movies, which, which I should ha- really go watch. Yes, they're they uh, you need to because they're only going to be there until the twenty eighth of December. Right. Yep. But they're on Toei's YouTube channel. If you look at the show notes for that episode in your podcatcher, I have links to them, so you should be able to find them. All right. Well, I think uh, we have thoroughly introduced you. So let's move on to our first episode, Drew. All righty. The monstrous Washi Kamagiri human hut. Kaijin Washi Kamagari no Ningen Gari. A child witnesses the appearance of a Gelshocker goon at a resort while Team Rider is vacationing there. This prompts the Kaijin Eagle Mantis to seek the child's life and kidnap the kid's father, cocooning the man in foam until he can be surgically altered into a Gelshocker minion. Now Rider fights to save these victims before it's too late. (laughs) 
All right, Drew, I know you've been doing a little bit of catch-up here uh, with Common Rider, so you understand how Gel Shocker is a little bit different than Vanilla Shocker. <laughs> you mean almost not, other than giving an excuse to redesign your combat men, combatants, whatever we're calling them this week? Uh, they are always Shocker Goons or Gel Shocker Pretty goons. much. Because I, I was, yeah, they are pretty much the same organization. They just rebranded themselves, is what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, which is why I just I don't get what the heck they were doing this. And yeah, but I I ranted about that in the first episode yeah. where they showed up. But this week we have well, in this episode we have Eagle Mantis and his murder foam. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on here. Why is he spitting foam? Neither mantises have, nor eagles spit foam. I have absolutely no idea why it turns into foam. I assume it's kind of like, oh, no, mantises don't really do the cocooning thing in the first place. So they have no reason to spit anything, to my knowledge. Yeah. So, so I, I, feel I, I just assumed I, this was general insect. I, I, I kind of watching this all this is almost like watching an episode of pokemon to be honest because <laughs> i mean he's i literally have in here eagle mantis use string shot it's super effective <laughs> it, it, that's yeah it really does feel like that so it, it, i'm a little confused by that it's almost like i i have no way no way of confirming this but i almost feel like they came up with the story for this first and then just try to fit the kaijin in i get the feeling that's how a lot of these go to be honest yeah because like, okay we know we need an insect and we have to combine it with something else what what else are we going to combine it with i don't know hand me that dart i'm going to throw it at this random wall of animals and we'll see what it gets to and that's what the other animal will be yeah basically so i almost feel like they, a lot of these seem to go so i think they just came up with the story of the Kaijin is hunting humans and cocooning them to keep them around to make into minions. Okay. Okay. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Okay. Maybe uh, use a caterpillar. What monster, what monster designs do we have? <laughs> well, he's close enough. I, <laughs> <laughs> I will give I will give Eagle Mantis this. He is at least well designed. Mm -hmm. Some of these have not been very well designed. <laughs> like Jelly Wolf. <laughs> Well, yeah, before, before we went on the air, you had some opinions about Jelly Wolf. Uh, Jelly Wolf, while is a, a, it's an odd combination of animals in the first place. So is an anemone B, and a jaguar. But At least the, the anemone and the jaguar design worked because they actually made it look like it made sense. It wasn't just... Let's take a Wolfman costume and throw some plastic wrap and wires on it to make it look like a half jellyfish. <laughs> we're going, not here to talk about jelly wolf. No, no, no. But I am going to attribute the fact that you say anemonaguar. Uh, see, I said it yeah, right. Anemonaguar. Anemonaguar. See, Blue Nova, I said it right. <laughs> I'm attributing that to Ashino Mori, the creator of Common Rider, directing that episode. So. <laughs> It's, it's weird how that episode was so different from all the other ones. And yeah, I think it was actually better in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it had a very manga feel to it. And that, exactly. And then we get back to these others. It's like, and we're back to normal. Yeah. Well, except for those first 13 episodes where it's, 
just all kinds of weird. That's a, that's a different show. Yeah. That's almost is, an entirely different show. It is almost an entirely different show. But anyway, yes. So, our, so Eagle Mantis, which admittedly is a pretty nice sounding name. But yeah, he could be a Pokemon. Yeah, he does sound like a Pokemon. He looks like he could be a Pokemon. But he's essentially a, a man-sized mantis with eagle mm-hmm. wings. Yeah. And a scythe. And a scythe, yes. But it's, what, it's what he calls it. It's scythe. It's, it's not a... I, so it's obviously scyther mixed with an eagle. <laughs> it's, it's scyther mixed with a pidgey? No, there's actually an eagle Pokemon. I just can't think of the name of it right there's now. There's probably several hundred at this point. Well, I mean, there is actually one that is based on the American bald eagle, and it, I just don't remember what it's called. And now he's going to Google it. <laughs> of course, because it's going to bug me if I don't. Uh, but dumb tish? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Pun and totally intended. <laughs> well, welcome to Henshin, man. You're going to be uh, hearing a lot of rim shots and other funny things like that. Eh, what's new? Got to tell this thing I'm actually human. <laughs> Braviary. Braviary. That's the American Eagle Pokemon. Yeah. I, I don't It's red, know white, and one. blue. It's, it's an eagle. I think it's like, it's one of the later gens. Actually, I think it's Gen 5 because that is Unova was based on the United States or at least New York. So you were far deeper into Pokemon lore than I am. I, I, was, uh, I, I, quit, to, I quit after Gen 2. <laughs> I, I play the Pokemon games up to like Gen 7 off and on. And I have this horrible tendency to absorb trivia like a sponge absorbs water. What else is new? That's called being a nerd. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty but anyway, much. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sure we'll have but some keep more. Keep in mind, I couldn't remember the name of the silly thing. I just remembered there was something with this combination yeah. that stuck in my mind. Yeah, but anyway, I know we'll probably say some more about Eagle Mantis going forward, but you know what I think, and I don't know if you've seen enough common Rider to really comment on this, but something that I noticed very quickly about this, because this was, the thing about this show is that the uh, the 98 episodes are basically split into four storylines if you want to call it this this is the final one but i uh, there yeah. also will be these long stretches of episodes where they just keep recycling the same setups and tropes like there was a right. long stretch of episodes where it seemed like every evil plot it was about mind control you know. right but the well, result- each, each general has his own shtick yeah yeah, yeah. But another thing that we noticed for a while, Travis and I, was that there was a long string of episodes where it seemed like the setup was Team Ryder goes on vacation. I'm like, yeah. how many vacations are they going to take? So the fact that we're getting back to that for the first time or probably, I don't know, at least 30 episodes, I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're doing this again. <laughs> and yet, once again, Team Ryder doesn't actually get to go be, uh, spend their vacation resting. Nope, <laughs> because because Shocker has to come up, show up, and screw everything up. I, well, and they, I love how they, they don't even. Be- the guys don't even get to finish their bath for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I love how when Hongo comes in, still wearing his jacket and stuff. And, yeah, which by the way, I love his leather jacket. He, uh, he it's, it's a nice look for him. It's a great look. Oh, what are you talking about? And then, I don't think it works as well on Taki, but uh, no, but don't say that too much to. Travis, he has a weird appreciation of Taki. <laughs> but anyway, so he Taki's co- just kind of there. He's like the Robin to his Batman. Oh, so. who, Taki? 
Yeah. Oh. Cocky as Robin to yes. Common Rider's Batman. That is very true. Although, interestingly, in the Common Rider manga, for what I have read, Taki becomes a writer. That that would make sense, though. I'd hate to think he got cap. Well, I'd say I think hate to think he got captured by Shocker. He's gotten captured by Shocker what five, six times in the past couple episodes. Yeah, basically. It, but never gets turned into a common writer or any monster for that matter. Not even a combatman. Yeah, combatants, yeah. whatever you call them. Yeah. I call them Shocker. I've seen goons. it both ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, which is what I was trying to get at. I love how. <laughs> Team Ryder happens to vacation at just the right place. <laughs> Plot convenience. Plot Isn't that convenience. Nice? But in a borderline Showa Gamera move, the kids see them first. Of course. And nobody believes them except for Hongo, sort of, and that, which leads him to figure out that they have an evil plot afoot at this mm-hmm. little nature preserve resort place. But this also goes to prove what I have been saying since Gelshocker changed the uniforms. Guys, Shocker goons, Gelshocker goons, you're wearing primary colors. You're not going to blend in. <laughs> I, I think there is a very good reason when Shocker shows up in later Common Rider series, they go back to the luchador masks with the skeletons on the black yeah. uh, backgrounds. Yeah. That's just the better, best look they ever had. Yeah. Although I am, as I've said before, I am a little bit fond of the goons from the first 13 episodes who were just very dapper. <laughs> that's That's fair, but you have the problem of, we only have a certain amount of people and we need to make it look like thousands of different people. So yeah. no, it makes, it makes good plus, practice. Can, plus, plus, can you imagine? I don't know. I don't know if you've done any theater and had to deal with makeup, but can you imagine trying to take all that makeup off every night as thick as it was? <laughs> Are you I talking haven't been about- in theater in 20 years and I just look at that and go, Oh, that's going to take you a while. <laughs> Are you talking about you, you, in universe or on set? <laughs> on set, the oh. actual actors. I just just for convenience, they, they, they I'm glad they changed it for just for the actors' convenience. Yeah, Can you imagine trying to pick up like hamburgers on the way home or ramen. This is Japan, <laughs> and you haven't quite got all that makeup off yet. <laughs> I'm eating my face. No. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah. Which, along those lines, I want to mention again, this helps that it was made in the 70s, so this was a lot more common. But I always appreciate it when I see it. The location filmmaking in this, the scenery is really nice. And I've said it that is, before about it this is show. nice. Yeah, it is nice that we do get a, a large amount of locations, unlike some of the newer shows. Right. Where we have seven locations we put on recycle. <laughs> and five of them are quarries. And four of them are the same amphitheater <laughs> over and over again. I've seen the same amphitheater in seven different Sentai series. <laughs> And they're not all supposed to be taking place in the same town. <laughs> <laughs> Toei just really likes their uh, certain locations, obviously. I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, uh, okay. So you, I, I'm guessing you're familiar with the writer Kid Core? Ah, yes. 
the uh, yeah. the common the, Kenny's, the common the, Kenny force, as I call the, them. The children who really should not be getting involved with an organization bent on world domination or fighting an organization bent on world domination, but eh, we'll just let that slide. They, they're going to be fine. Uh, well, nobody's they died won't get yet. Kidnapped uh, again. Uh, nobody's died yet. Amazingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So apparently, it's, it's, la- it's later in this episode because I'd seen a couple of these with the uh, the common candy force, where uh, you know as soon as you know, the the their their parents disappear, it's like, oh, you're the you, we'll let you join the common writer kid core, whatever it's called. And uh, as soon as you know that kid's father disappears, like, oh look, it's the newest member of the common candies. <laughs> <laughs> or but he doesn't actually get to join so oh my gosh you could get he really he he doesn't get the christmas elf vests they're wearing in this episode <laughs> you could get really dark with this if you wanted to so it's, it's like uh, no all kidding. of the common kenny all, everyone in the common kenny force is uh, is some orphan from shocker or something like that. either that or they're all slowly joining a common writer cult <laughs> it's the it's the cult that's fighting the other cult yes it's just that exactly it's just that one cult wants to take over the world and one cult wants to save the world right we serve you almighty grasshopper god yes we will <laughs> save the world exactly oh my gosh like again weird and dark <laughs> and we're in love with carrier pigeons for no good reason <laughs> although they haven't done that for a few episodes there was one of the last two episodes I watched. It's like, I thought you were gone with these. You got rid of these stupid messenger pigeons. And now there's thousands of them. Yes. And now is this the first? Well, no, you've been watching the last handful of episodes. So you've already, you know about Choco, our newest writer girl. I know of, I, I, I unfortunately, I still mostly know these girls by the color of their vests. <laughs> I know this red, blue, and yellow. I don't really know their names yet. Choco is the one. Choco is in blue, and I know Yuri's in yellow. Yeah, Yuri's the one who's been on the the longest. I think she's been on since. I think she's been on since they introduced the writer girls after Hongo's initial run. So around episode right, fourteen. But I, I I had to skip a bunch of episodes to right. catch up. So right, she, I fair, I'm fairly certain she's changed her hair since a couple yeah, of times yeah. since I I left her back at us. Uh, the flying squirrel monster ah, episode. Masasabito! I yeah, Masasabito. I watched that far thinking, oh, after I agreed to do this, I thought, oh, sh- I should have plenty of time. I could just plow through all these. I got to Masasabito. It's like, I need a break. <laughs> Masasabito. Oh, Travis oh. and I have a weird love for that stupid flying squirrel. <laughs> I remember hearing that episode before I caught back up to it. And I remember thinking, why does this sound like those rats in that episode of Mighty Morphin they recorded during my, the movie? <laughs> no, no. And that's they don't hold a candle to Masasabito. But anyway, right. we're not here to talk about Masasabito. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. We're not here to talk about Masasabito. But, <laughs> you know, Choco is the newest writer girl. I think she was introduced around episode 80, if I remember correctly, or not too long before then. And at least with some of the other past writer girls, because the writer girls have a lot of them have rotated yeah. in and out. The, at least with a lot of them, they would either have, you know, they would occasionally do, you know, have some interesting skills or, mm-hmm. you know, some things that made them stand out a little bit. There was one who I found out the actress was actually half American, half Caucasian. 
She was the daughter Curry. of an American serviceman and a Japanese woman, which made her at least visually interesting. But now we have Choco, who is, might honestly be the least interesting out of all of them because she has one personality trait. She loves food. She even wants to eat the flowers. She wants to eat the flowers. Like, of course, Choco sees a flower. Is like, can I eat it? Gosh, <laughs> Didn't they, they just get done saying that these begonias might cost like th- uh, th- hundred, uh, thousands of yen and you just want to eat it? <laughs> I mean, there's expensive food, so. I-, I, I guess, but it's like, it's a flower. Yeah. Flowers don't taste good till after they've been transformed into fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, she's always like, fall is all about food. I'm like, Choco, I've said this before in a past episode I, I, of the show. Like, Choco, enjoy the fact that right now you have the metabolism of a hyperactive anime girl. It's not going to so last I'm, forever. <laughs> good night. I wish I had Choco's metabolism. <laughs> I think all of us wish we had Choco's metabolism <laughs> because but, but Choco's metabolism, uh, Choco has a faster metabolism than any human being alive. I yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm done. Making- I, I swear if it, if it finds out that she's like some, like Shocker turned her into a monster years ago, but she somehow escaped and that's why her metabolism is so good. I will not be surprised. <laughs> She was made as an eating monster. Like her yeah. whole, the whole point was she was going to go around and eat everything. Like like a moth monster. That would make the most sense. Oh, they've had a moth or, or locust. They had a I moth know there's monster. been a moth monster. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I tried to, I was thinking of the, I actually I, meant locust. And then it's like, well, I think there's been a locust monster too. Has they not done an animal yet? Yeah. yeah it feels like <laughs> Is it that why point. they had to start combining animals? I, it feels like it. Because like, we ran out. Use what we had before, but combine them. Although a locust would be an appropriate counter to common rider. Cause he's a grasshopper. <laughs> True. So, so looking at some of the names of the episodes following this, I think we'll have enough of our evil common writers coming. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then we get to a scene. This is when we. Well, no, I think they've established pretty well at this point what Shocker is doing. I will say I am glad that we're getting some variety in the Gel Shocker plots of the week. Yeah, yeah. This time it's it's actually relatively small. It's go kidnap a bunch of people that. We can just have on file to turn into into kaijin and goons, okay. right? Which actually, for actually from their perspective, makes a lot of sense. That you would just have missions that are based on just kidnapping as many people to turn into shocker goons. Yeah, for sure. And then we get a scene that I'm like, hold on, did somebody see Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> 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 because with several of our guest characters, including a new common Kenny get stuck in a house as <laughs> Eagle Mantis is coming over and it looks like the windows are boarded up. Yeah. And then we're introduced uh, to what I call the murder foam, <laughs> which doesn't that, actually that murder scene, people. <laughs> that scene messes with it because they, they see Eagle Mantis coming up the hill through the slats and the boards you know, they hide, they hide the kid and then his father starts beating down the door with a pike. And I'm thinking, you people have no idea where that guy's going to go. It's obvious he's going to be right on the other side of the store. Why are you beating down that door? You should be beating down the window. He's not going to try and come through the window. Uh, <laughs> Idiots. Uh, <laughs> it was it's like, I, I just said, I, so he starts beating on the door with that pickaxe. I'm going three two one ah there 
there it is. <laughs> I knew he was about to get hit by something. Yeah. And apparently it was string shot. It's super effective. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what Eagle Mantis used. Yeah. Well, and but the fu- and the funny thing is the kid manages to hide and the adults get caught and Eagle Mantis never stops to think, huh, where is that child? I don't need to worry yes. about that child. Uh, wasn't there a previous episode where they said shocker doesn't need women or kids yes <laughs> it's like totally a lie because that's a, that's the first third thing because they've had, had female, female kaijin yeah you've had female kaijin and then you had the children of the shock cord the children of the I shock cord and let's not forget <laughs> a set of villains from shocker that i'm surprised never came back except a- after the first five or so episodes the fishnet squad what happened yes. to the fishnet squad <laughs> i I don't know. I missed the fishnet squad. They were freaky. <laughs> they did bring some shocker girls back in more recent history. They just turned their pop group that was connected to common Rider into shocker goons, but with cute <laughs> pop idol costumes yes. based on the shocker goons yes, there's costumes. A, there's a, yes. I, we're not kidding. We are not kidding. There is a J pop girl group themed around common Rider. And I think they're yeah. called the writer girls. I think. They're called the writer girls, but they did one song based on shocker and they were dressed up as shocker goons, but in cute pop idol versions of those shocker goon suits. Oh my gosh. It's wacky. <laughs> Never changed. They even Japan. showed up in, in, in one of the common writer movies that aired like about 10 years ago in that costume. That makes sense. Actually. The one with the common writer drive. They were the, the girls with the, that were starting and stopping the race with the flags. <laughs> anyway anyway yes so i watch a lot of stuff i can tell that's why you podcast about it all the dang time well, you but we get also find out somehow yeah but we also find out that ego mantis has another funny little quirk he likes traps he just said i uh, don't yes. worry i set up traps i'm like okay what kind of traps are we talking about i'm sitting here traps. yeah i'm sitting here thinking like okay my my brain which has been well fed on comic books and cartoons for mm-hmm. most of its life is like oh it's probably going to be something a little grandiose and crazy I'm like no it's just bear traps yeah just bear plain traps. old bear traps and people do get caught in them and taki by the miracle of apparently having very thick boots he actually didn't get hurt by them but we saw a guy earlier who got caught and has the yeah. trademark common rider bright ruby red blood. <laughs> ah, the red paint. Yeah. I swear when when they when they found that first guy there, I swear one of the guys said, just bear it a little while longer. I'm thinking, you really just said that to a guy caught in a bear trap? You made bear puns? This isn't the time for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I need to hit the right button there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, that might have been on the part of the subtitlers. <laughs> I don't care. It was just, I'm sitting there going, did you really just tell this guy to bear with it while he's caught in a bear trap? Yeah. Yeah. And then we also, uh, I should have brought this when we were talking more about Eagle Mantis, but then we start getting more of Eagle Mantis's powers. He has feather missiles. Yes. That look like darts. Yeah. And those, and those attacks were super effective also. <laughs> At least they for a actually while. did damage, unlike uh, some of the other ones. He also bleeds a lot because that's how Common Rider finds their base. He's yeah. like, "Oh, Eagle Which, Mantis uh, was bleeding." And I'm like, "Okay, 
I was I like, it looks this. like he just bled out about a gallon or two. <laughs> I, I have to ask this question. Come, we see uh, right before the commercial break. We see, or not before it was in the commercial break, but right before. He, he goes in there. We see the Eagle Mantis falls with Common Rider to the <laughs> ground. That's why he leaves this trail of lime green blood all the way to the Shocker base. Are you telling me he didn't stop to? Can't th- granted, I guess Eagle Mantis might have been a little weak at the time. But has Eagle Mantis not read up on Shocker or Gale Shocker's previous accounts with Common Rider that you can't just leave a body you think is dead without him, without him coming back and kicking you in the butt at the end, uh, about fifteen minutes later? <laughs> In in universe time, uh, and no. plus, you know, you know, Shocker management is going to want proof that you actually killed Common Rider. <laughs> in this case, General Black, who apparently is so frustrated, right. there's a scene where I can't tell if General Black is winking or if he's having a twitch. Well, that's the thing. He was he, that, those twitching things were while he was reminding eagle mantis about his secondary mission to kill common rider with a scythe and the thing is in the next episode that twitch is still there in another in another scene it's like oh you really are are picking up a bad twitch you, your work with gel shocker is causing you some unbearable amounts of stress here general black you might want to take a vacation yeah yeah you might want to uh, you're in the right location for the vacation might, Just yeah yes keep eagle mantis from attacking people for five minutes and yeah. get you get you to go down to the the, the, the bathhouse and get you a nice warm bath. That'll, that'll clear that twitch right on up. <laughs> uh, he does seem to be the most stressed out of the four generals it, that we've had. It doesn't help that his makeup makes him look like he's got bags under his eyes, like he hasn't slept in three weeks. It also he also dresses like he's fighting in World War One in Europe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that previous they had it was shown that Shocker had ties to the Nazi Party during World War II to prove how evil Shocker was. Now apparently they had something to do with the Kaiser's army in World War One, <laughs> and they left them there in Africa and turned them into the Geldum People Corporation or whatever the name of that thing was. <laughs> I love how we're doing all this world building for the show, and we'll, we might find out later in the Common Rider Expanded Universe or something that we're, it's all true. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Because I they that, ever I, actually go back and explain any of this. Yeah, because... Which I don't think they will. Yeah, because Travis and I had August Ragone on the show, and we were saying, like, he was like, Shocker looks like they they used to be Nazis, and then August Ragone, who knows more about Kamen Rider than anyone in, a, in the English-speaking world, says, oh, yeah, <laughs> they were. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Ragone, for confirming this. <laughs> makes sense to me i mean how else do you prove your organization is the most evil thing on the planet connected to the actual most evil organization on the planet yeah yeah traditionally speaking traditionally speaking yeah so he bleeds a lot he's got feather missiles (laughs) he also has another absolutely insane power that we don't see until the end and i'm probably not going to talk about until the awards because it might have won a couple of the awards (laughs) I think it might have. <laughs> <laughs> but he can detach, if, much like Mora Yurtle <laughs> from a, a, an episode ago, <laughs> except Mora uh, Yurtle can... Hedora, yeah. yeah. Except Mora Yurtle can, has casual decapitation powers. <laughs> this guy can take off his mantis claw and throw it like a boomerang. 
And then crazy things yeah. happen and got a couple of awards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guarantee you this has gotten awards. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. So we see the gre- the lime green blood from Eagle Mantis, but then we find out that when Shocker, a uh, Gel Shocker, I keep having to remind myself, when Gel Shocker wants to get somebody out of the cocoon so they can modify them, they use restoration fluid, and it's the same stuff. <laughs> So literally, Eagle Mantis has to bleed for to get rid of the the hardened foe. Okay, I guess. I mean, that sounds wonderfully. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes sense. That sounds wonderfully twisted, but I'm guessing what it is is just somebody on set just said use the same goo for both things. <laughs> Probably, but at the same time, I kind of like this from a design perspective on Shocker's part. You've got a monster who can both cocoon his enemies and get them out of the cocoon without having to go somewhere else to do it. That's actually very decent engineering. Yeah. Even if it makes no bloody sense. Yeah. yeah, Bloody. (laughs) (laughs) You understand how this show works. (laughs) You've only been on for about 30 minutes. Nice. I try. I try. Uh, I will say this, the bridge scene I did like, even though in true common writer fashion, they do the little jump stunt and are magically in a new setting. Like, okay, guys. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but sure, the jumping teleport, we'll it, call it's, it. It is, a, is literally a jump cut. Uh, yes. <laughs> and the only thing that would have made it more of a jump cut is if there was a, a, you know, a sword involved and you know things got cut in half. But anyway. Anyway, <laughs> anyway so... I did like the part where you have them hanging off the bridge because guess what, people? This is the 70s. Those are real people in a real setting. I don't know if they had a safety net or anything underneath that. That could have been a stuntman in a crazy costume dangling off a bridge. I'm going to guess not. Maybe they had something that to catch Common Rider since he was hanging over the edge for the longest time because good night, that suit has to be heavy. It has. And he's still hanging from his hands around that rope. So maybe they had something there, but I almost kind of doubt it. I'm sure they were ready to get there close if he did lose his grip. But yeah, like you said, this is the 70s and it's television and it's notoriously cheap looking television. Yeah. And (laughs) I mean, it looks better now than that did that in some of the earlier episodes, but this is still cheap television. Yeah. And I'm also just sitting here thinking, like, did these guys walk? as close to guerrilla filmmaking as they could, because good Lord, probably (laughs) I'm actually surprised. We haven't heard of more injuries on this show. Yeah. Well, I think that's just a testament to how, how well these people knew how to do their jobs. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Tokusatsu at this point is still relatively new, but it's also been around for, I oh mean, by this point, close to tw- uh, close to twenty years. Not quite twenty mm-hmm. years, but close. If you go by, you know, Godzilla fifty four, some would argue yeah, that I mean, some, been, some would argue there were forerunners to it before yeah. this. But and they've had stunt acting before. But it, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not like Ultraman, where obviously with Ultraman, your most of the stunt work is being done on a set. Yeah. You know, on miniatures, this is not that. So right. it, it's crazy. I'll, I'll be able I'll be able to talk more about that when I actually watch some episodes of Ultraman. Oh, you have a wonderful journey ahead of you, sir. <laughs> I'm halfway through Ultra Q, which I get is a different beast, but it's connected, so I'm working my way through that first. 
once you get to Ultraman, it'll be really different, but also very similar. Right. Yeah. But anyway, I've, so that just it kind, of, it kind of cracked me up. And I do kind of like the idea of, yeah, bleed the monster so that we, yeah, so we can undo his own foam. It, like I said, it sounds wonderfully twisted. Right. <laughs> wonderfully, wonderfully twisted. But besides that, you know, there's some, uh, you, the usual kind of quirks that you have in this, you know, black, general black can magically teleport because everyone in shocker can right <laughs> you know uh, so i don't honestly have all oh wait we got, there is one other weird little quirk in this episode and i don't understand why they did it but for some strange reason we had to have a flashback to hongo's shocker surgery to illustrate his motivation for saving these people because obviously hongo being a good guy is not good enough motivation <laughs> but uh I, I like how they made sure to while they still showed some of the goofy stuff in that episode they did cut before we actually saw any of the scientists yeah that, outside yeah. of their hands it's like yeah because they look totally different now yeah they do they do and i'm just like i don't know why this is here but you also want to know something else along those lines all this work to save all of these people and i don't think we actually see anybody get rescued we just well, just the just the father. Yeah. The common Kenny's father gets saved. We know he's at least survives. But in all fairness, we only saw the rest of that bus for like five seconds. So yeah. we kind of already didn't like them because they stampeded and caused the kid, the guys, not the, the father and his son not to be able to get off in time. So they're already jerks to them while they were escaping the mountain fire. Yeah. Which I still don't know why they had to stop the bus. Just keep driving. You'll get out of the fire faster if you're on the bus instead of walking off that mountain. <laughs> it's a quirk of the show. What can I say? I know. This is how I appreciate things. I look for the stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a very MST3K of way of looking at things. <laughs> well, I have watched a lot of that in Riff Tracks. So <laughs> when you get to a certain point of cheesy filmmaking, which I enjoy cheese, it's Gouda for you. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I enjoy things for like, how s silly will this special, will this, does these decisions actually become? So. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, let's move on to our next episode. Shocker's delivery man of death, Geru Shokashino Haitatsunen. The murderous kaijin spider lion sends death notes predicting his executions of high-ranking officials to everyone on Shocker's hit list. Common Rider tries to foil one, only for Tachibana to get the next card. But spoiler warning, the real target is Hongo! Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> That might have been one of the best plot breakdowns that we've had on the show. <laughs> I try. I try. Uh, and I'm usually the one who has to read these things in in my epic announcer voice. I mean... <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what I am supposed to do, yeah. <laughs> I will say this for this episode. This taught me, this, this, it teaches a very important lesson. Do not use GSPS for your deliveries this Christmas. The Gale Shocker Postal Service. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
and I, 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 you'll notice that I intentionally threw in an anime reference <laughs> in, in that plot synopsis. The Death Notes. Yes, the Death Notes. <laughs> the Death Notes. I've just, guys. It has been way too long since I've watched Death Notes. Well, it's a, it's not, it, it's only, it, it's not the same thing, obviously. Not Very really, not, but, but, but still, but I, I just like, okay, is this a shocker thing or is it this Kaijin? Cause we'll, we'll talk about this Kaijin. This Kaijin is wacky, <laughs> but, especially since he's not even the one actually sending the notes. They have another guy who's actually sending the notes. Yeah, but he's telling him to send the notes. So basically right. the, the shtick in this episode is our I, I Kaijin. Really, huh? I do feel sorry for the delivery guy because he did, he was just doing what he was told to do. He didn't actually kill anybody. And, and he, he dies dead. at the end of this thing. Yeah, and he dies at the end of this thing, which we'll talk about that ending too. I will admit that ending kind of messed with my head a little bit watching it. But I just, this Kaijin, his shtick. Okay, so we got another kind of more down to earth evil plot of the week this time. Where instead of like some grandiose way to take over the world, it's, hey, here's a hit list of high-ranking government officials, I guess. Kill them all. Not necessarily government officials. It's it's leaders in fields. Yeah. Which so, brings up some questions later on. But anyway. I, well, I, my theory would be that because you know, Shocker or Gil Shocker has tried to coerce people like this into joining them before, I'm guessing maybe they said no. So shocker, Gel Shocker just says, "Okay, kill them," and so they just have a list of people. See, this is where you can tell they kind of got their plans mixed up because Eagle Mantis should have just come in and foamed them, and then they could have turned them <laughs> into combat uh, into Shocker goons without even any trouble. <laughs> Instead of just killing them, come on, Gel Shocker, use your assets good and correctly. Be an actual threat. Good night, Robotnik is is a is a better villain than you people. <laughs> Which version of Robotnik are we talking about? All of them. Because <laughs> I I remember the one from Saddam. He was actually scary. <laughs> yeah, but even the one from Sonic Boom, the cartoon, is a better villain than these guys. <laughs> anyway, so. He so he's supposed to kill all these people. Okay, fine, straightforward, simple. I understand. Kill everybody on this hit list. Why are you sending notes saying you die at midnight? Yeah, just kill them. I was like, they why? don't need to know. Just, why why just the dramatics? Why? Is this like why the theatrics? Like, is this yeah? Why the theatrics? Why it just I I mean I it's not that I'm opposed to theatrics, but. Usually I can kind of justify the theatrics in some form or another. I can't the justify this one. The only way I can justify these theatrics and it still means half the theatrics are completely unnecessary is that this, they were trying to lure common writer into getting kidnapped. So he, they could throw him into, you know, the spike pit. Yeah. You only really need to do that with Tachibana. Yeah. You didn't need to kill all these other guys. You could have actually, uh, kidnapped them and turned them into shocker goons yeah in fact why are you just turning everyone and everyone you capture into shocker goons but anyway yeah but it's just it's just so weird because i just i like i don't get the psychology of this it's like this it's just this kaijin it's just goofing around just like i'm going to torture them i'm going to send them (laughs) and i'm going to send them notes and say you die but it's like if this is tick logic. You remember the tick? You had the mad bomber yes. with bombs at midnight. That's what this is to me. I remember the tick. <laughs> Spoon. 
Satan. Yes, but you, the mad bomber, what bombs at midnight? That's what this guy is. The assassin who is uh, what, what assassinates at midnight. The midnight assassin who what assassinates at midnight. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except that even though Hongo is the actual target for at the end, he doesn't get killed at midnight. We have to wait till six in the morning. Good night. Where the hydraulics messed up on that spike pit, and it was took all night to fix them. Yeah, I don't understand the timing of any of this either. Just kill them when you capture him. You literally, yeah, you put him to sleep, but you're just giving him time to think. <laughs> Good night. You have you people. Your predecessor organization created Common Rider. You telling me you don't have the plans for this guy on file, so you know his weaknesses. I I think I think was there, I think there might have been an episode where that was the shtick. I don't remember, but they've made Common well, Rider twice it. at this point because you I had Hayato. I did miss it, but they still should have those plans on file so they know don't use spikes that are brittle enough for Common Rider to break. <laughs> uh, that is one of my that that line may get an award. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the whole thing. It's just this whole thing. I just, I don't understand the thea the theatrics of it because how, what would stop them? I mean, they tried to address it in the episode because like, why don't we just go somewhere else? You know? Mm -hmm. And what happens if they don't catch you at midnight? What spider lion are Kaijin going to do? Is he going to be like, oh, yeah. well, it's, you know, it's three after midnight. Oh. I can't kill you now. Crud, it's five seconds after midnight. You guess you survive this time. This time. I mean, <laughs> Pre prepare for our follow-up note later this week. We're going to work you back into the schedule. <laughs> did, did, you miss your did you miss your, assassina uh, your assassination? Would you like to reschedule for later this week? <laughs> this is... This is this shouldn't have been called Delivery Man of Doom. It should be called Service Man of Doom because the service man can easily not miss make his windowed time and has to come back three weeks later <laughs> to assassinate you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I, when I saw the title, like Delivery Man of Death, I was a delivery man for a while. So was I. Uh, I was like, so I don't I remember. Pizza. I don't remember leaving people threatening notes. If I did leave people threatening notes, I would have been fired. <laughs> I think the worst thing I could do is just screw up their pizza. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we'll be five minutes late. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you might actually, that would have been kind of funny. Can you imagine that? Like, you know what? If spider lion really wants to go through all these theatrics just to mess with people. Why didn't he do that? It's like you die at midnight. Five minutes later, the guy's sitting there and he's like, Oh, I'm safe now. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Oh, well, no one's going to know if I killed him at midnight or at 12.05. There's no witnesses. <laughs> also, I they must know, they must be able to just track them at, at, you know, wherever they go because they send these notes a couple hours in advance. Yeah. And then they just assume that these people aren't going to go somewhere else. Or at least if they go somewhere else, it's going to be their people driving them there. Yeah, or something. <laughs> I mean, like, you must just be able to track these people, know exactly where they're going to be. The well, only, we can see, them, the, the we only can see thing... them tracking people because they tracked Hongo and Taki chasing that guy in the limo. Yeah. You know, those two blips must be uh, ha uh, Hongo and Taki, I'm thinking. Or they could just be two people who happen to be going in the same direction. Yeah. The only thing that <laughs> There's would... There's nothing here telling you what those lights mean. Yeah. The only thing that would kind of justify this, but would still kind of... Would make the theatrics of it. 
a little bit ridiculous unless you wanted to get way too complicated for what the show is trying to do with this episode would be that either Gelshocker or this Kaijin is a precog and can predict all of these things. So it's just saying, hey, you're going to die at midnight because I know I'm going to kill you because I've seen the future, which starts getting it to <laughs> some predestination craziness. Right, but then he doesn't know that he's going to fail to assassinate Common Rider. Yeah, yeah. That it's it just I didn't say it. It it made more sense. I just <laughs> I just I'm just saying I don't understand the death notes. I I really don't get the death notes. I don't. You know what? It actually I, reminds. I think it's a cultural thing. This is a very Japanese way of. I, th I think. Well, I yeah, be because there have been some other episodes where Shocker being or Gel Shocker being the jerks that they are will do yeah. things like, like in episode eighty, they they sent the package that basically said, "Sorry for your loss. You're going to die," or something like that. <laughs> Right. You know, and, well, then, and, and then it turned out they mailed uh, them a bomb. <laughs> yeah. It, it also reminds me of the gentleman thief idea of leaving a calling card so that people know it was you who stole this stuff, like uh, Arsene Lupin and Lupin the Third, for that matter. Yeah, but at least then it would just be like, like leave it five minutes beforehand or after right. you kill the guy. Not... Yeah. Three hours ahead so that he has time to run away. Or you're just going to assume they're all going, oh, it's just a prank. You know what? I don't know if everyone okay. is just going to assume that if they get a note that says you die at midnight, they're just going to assume it's a prank. The, the second guy that gets assassinated in this and he scoffs at the idea is like, huh, modern science can't predict death, but the hour of my death. I'm going, but can it predict that this is actually an attempt to take your life <laughs> at the very least? Maybe you should be worried that someone is going to plan to kill you in the next hour. <laughs> You apparently are important enough to kill. <laughs> yes, you should be at least a little bit paranoid. <laughs> be a little bit worried about the target that must perpetually be on your back, not just from Shocker, but anyone else who doesn't like your organization. Yeah, yeah. The, only the only point at which I feel like this was used effectively, and you've already hinted at it, was now, I, which I will admit, it's like it's a little bit of a predictable move. Okay, Tachibana gets, the, uh, gets a death note. Right. All right. So that creates, that makes it much more personal for the characters and for us, the audience. Fine. Which actually made me question when I thought Tachibana, before I realized it was going to be Common Rider, who they were going to actually kill. I thought, what is Tachibana the world leader in? Yelling at kids? <laughs> <laughs> Being angry at kids' newfangled ways of doing things? Because that's about all I ever hear him talk about do in this show. With his, uh, his power is being a boomer. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Is, is that what he's the world leader of <laughs> being uh, a boomer? And of course. And of course, a couple minutes later, when he realizes Takeshi or Hongo, it's like, Oh, that actually makes more sense because I know what Hongo is the world leader of. It's kicking shockers, butt. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so it Not was even Hayato kicks shockers, butt as well as Hongo does. <laughs> That's because he's the OG. But so I get it. It's like, okay, so they're actually using this setup uh, to do something that makes some sort of strategic sense. Throw them off. Lie. We say Tachibana's the target. Nope, it's actually Hongo. We're still going to tell you that because apparently we have disappearing ink. 
what is up with that weird magic ink they're using <laughs> that can somehow makes some words disappear and other words reappear? Who has that? Where is that technology? I want Gale that. Shocker I don't it. know what I'd use it for, but I want that. <laughs> I will find a use for ink <laughs> that you can that transforms itself from one set of letters to another. <laughs> I can imagine By disappearing that you, and reappearing. I can imagine you would use that to mess with Jake so much. <laughs> Maybe I don't know what I do. Oh, you I, I already have. I already have a good ways. Good good ways of de- messing with Jacob. <laughs> You'd find other ways. Anyway, so I get I just so- have Dila turn him into another animal <laughs> every other week, <laughs> even though those are mostly his ideas. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So. I understand it at that point. All right. That's kind of, that's, that makes some sort of strategic sense, but it still seems needless. Like why go to all this trouble? (laughs) I don't know. So the setup for this is a little bit goofy, but speaking of goofy spider lion. (laughs) Oh, good night. (laughs) Who looks like he, who looks like he should either be on a romance novel cover or in a shampoo commercial with that big old mane, that Fabio mane. Yes, but the thing is, he only has one good side, which is the lion side (laughs) of his face, because the other side, you're going, how are you keeping all this straight? You've got two insect segmented eyes and then one lion eye. That is going to be giving you some conflicting information. Yeah. You can clear. You can tell that he was made to more for the aesthetics than for science. Logic, yeah, for logic, because he does look freaky. He has like he's almost like Two Face, where it, one it side is is, is, is the freaky that, spider yeah. and the other side is the less freaky lion. He was designed to shock people into going, "Oh my goodness, what is that hideous monster?" So that then he can just kill them before they have a chance to react. <laughs> That is how he was designed. It's like, oh, a lion and a spider. Or is that just some weird weird amalgamation of the two? I don't know what's going on. Ah! And then they die from sheer fright. Yes. Uh, you think an organization named Shocker would actually kill with fear more often? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, and he's very, uh, very confident in himself because it, when he meets his first victim at the beginning, he says, death itself is here for you. I'm like, death got ugly. I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How can you be death? You don't have a scythe. That's on Eagle. That's Eagle Mantis's thing. I know. Right. It, <laughs> I feel like the Kaijin for the, uh, I feel like the Kaijin for these episodes should have been swapped. It would have actually ways, made more it sense. should have been. Especially least, with Spider Lion's red streamer powers. I mean, <laughs> yes, I mean, then it's like, oh, I can maybe see how you get foam from the spider half of Spider Lion. And Eagle Mantis has a scythe, so obviously he's more about death. Have you people not looked at culture yet? <laughs> Use a little bit of logic in your storytelling. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this is seven. And of course, the, deliv- the, the delivery man monster is the one that fights his, his assassination method of choice is strips of red or a pink shrink wrap <laughs> obviously just using the package delivery resources he has available <laughs> the postman always rings twice twice <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Spider Lion, the assassin who what, what assassinates at midnight or whatever. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's just <laughs> Spider Lion in the shrink wrap of death. <laughs> Spider lion, spider lion, spider lion does, does whatever, whatever a spider lion combination does. I was gonna say, I'm like, as a singer, like, does he do what a does he do what a spider does, or does he do what a lion does? Can he swing from a web? No, we can't because the lion took up that part of the of the combination. Look out! <laughs> here comes the spider lion. <laughs> I I almost would have paid to see him like spitting red streamers out of his mouth and swinging from buildings. That would be <laughs> funny. I don't. And, and the thing is, this is a. I don't remember if this is before. I think this is before. It's before to, Toei to, did uh, Supaido Man. Yeah, it's before. So I mean, they're gonna have to figure out how to do swinging from webs eventually. <laughs> yeah, except that Spider Man's too busy being the ambassador from hell. Uh, exactly. Which wait a minute, the ambassador from hell was in this show. I'm confused. So is, so is Spider-Man in Toei a bad guy? And then there was a Spider-Man in the first episode of Kamen Rider. Does Spider-Man work for Shocker? Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> we also had the Batman. Yes, yes. Of course, if it weren't for Spider-Man, we wouldn't get Super Sentai or Power Rangers, so... Well, at least as we that. understand them. Right, well... The Sentai, which was the first two, just kind of failed, and it didn't look like they were going to bring it back up again until they realized, oh, we can use giant robots. <laughs> yes, that's quite. Anyway, Spider Man. So, <laughs> Spider Lion. Oh, I, I, yeah, I wrote on my notes. Spider Lion is big on punctuality and death. Apparently. Yes. So he he always delivers but, on time. But not, looking, but not a des, uh, designing good death traps for your giant mantis man that you created. Shocker! Yeah. Do you think Spider Lion makes a living now working for Amazon? Have to. <laughs> Though they're underpaying him, they're paying him less than Shocker was paying him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sitting there going, "It's like I used to work for Gel Shocker, and now I have reduced myself to Amazon, the Amazon. other evil organization, yeah. the, the eviler organization." <laughs> the, the, so apparently, the level, uh, the evilness, I, uh, the, say, uh, the I, amount of money you get paid decreases as the evilness goes up. <laughs> I say this knowing that I watched this these two episodes on Amazon. So you did, huh? I watched them on two. Yeah. So well, I mean, I already have the Shout Factory channel on Amazon, so uh, I just watch it that way. They also may produce their own common writer shows. Right. Yeah. There's they have two of them. Black Sun, they just they made Black Sun. And they also made Amazon writers. They're not girl, women. I don't really want to care about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I know not. it's based on actually common writer Amazons, which is a different thing. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I, I still think if, if you're going to use the Amazon name for common writers, they should be a team of women writers. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm not going to argue with you about that. No, no. no. There you go, Toei. You can have that one for free. Especially since Toei has a distinct lack of female common writers. This is true. You need to make a whole team, like make the writer girls actual writers. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Nerd fantasies aside. <laughs> hey, I'm still waiting for the all female Super Sentai team, too. So, <laughs> but that'll never happen either. Yeah. <laughs> I think we call those magical girls. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that already exists. It's called Sailor it's Moon. It's called Sailor Moon. <laughs> 
Except we switched red and pink as okay. from from leaders. Uh, we're not gonna. I'm not complaining, but <laughs> no, I'm not either. Uh, okay, so just to, I know we've just been kind of leaning into the whole premise of this thing and in, and into Spider Lion a little bit. I'll just a few other things I'll bring up here. So I did like the sequence where they had the ticking clock to create tension. Again, the setup yeah, is incredibly silly, but they're doing interesting things with it stylistically. Right. Uh, I also like that, that. That was a nice little way to bring some tension into the scene, even if it was tension the characters were bringing in. But anyway. Yeah. I also found, I thought, oh, how appropriate. The execution cell that Kamen Rider and the Harbinger are supposed to go in is the 13th cell. Because of yeah, course, well, what was wrong with the other twelve? Why did you even have to say thirteenth? It's the only execution cell set you you built. <laughs> the other ones got broke by Common Rider in previous episodes. I don't know. <laughs> the hydraulics in those were were even worse off than the one in the thirteenth cell. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, they yeah, can well, fix the thirteenth cell in six hours. Yeah, yeah. Well, the classic spike room, as I put it, that I will admit. I don't know what it is with me, but anytime I see heroes end up in situations like this, even as overused as they are, the compressing walls, especially if there are spikes yeah. and everything, it really messes with my head because I just keep, especially if it's happening really slow and I'm just thinking like, God, this would be such a horrible way to die. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it would be. That's probably why it's been overused in television for years. Yeah, and comic books and cartoons yeah. and everything. You know, and movies. Movies, yeah. It, I mean, we had it at Star Wars. It was the trash compactor. Oh my, oh my God, they're dying, R2. <laughs> I was too late. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah we'll talk i'm guessing we'll unpack the whole how common writer got out of that situation in your awards but i'm like really that's how we're doing it i mean i will admit the build-up to it was nice because we see a couple of the spikes covered in the very bright blood yes <laughs> yes in the, in the in the red paint as i call it <laughs> yeah and we apparently don't care about the poor harbinger that just gets thrown in there just because yeah I, just, well, I mean, they did say, fool, didn't you think we think we would we, we wouldn't eventually run out of our use for you and kill you if we can go ahead and kill Commoner at the same time? It's even bonus. Yes. <laughs> I just like, OK. And then, yeah, that gets resolved in a kind of odd fashion. Now, I will say this. I want to say this. I liked the opening shot of this episode. It reminded yeah. me. Call me crazy. You were we were talking about this a little bit earlier. Call me crazy. But it reminded me of Shredder's entrance in the first Ninja Turtles movie. I can see that. Yeah, because you see the, I call him the Harbinger, because I don't know if they ever gave him a name. But They didn't, Yeah, other than Delivery Man. Uh, yeah, which is weird, because you would think Spider Harbinger's a better name than Delivery Man. Yeah, but you would think that the spider line is spider line's the Delivery Man, because he's actually man. delivering the death. He's delivering the death, yes. But, but so, anyway. So anyway, so you have this shot, and if you've seen the original Ninja Turtles movie... I, I think, honestly, I think the original Ninja Turtles movie is underrated as a superhero and comic book film. And it's for shots like this because the, he's walking toward his, where the first victim is. And all you see is he's coming from behind the camera. You just see his shadow, mm -hmm. which is very much like how Shredder is introduced in the Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a very atmospheric entrance to kind of give you the weight of the here is this great evil or the feeling of death coming upon you yeah 
Yeah. It was, it was, it was a nice way to get it, set that atmosphere. It was, I just, because this episode did try to be a lot darker than some of the other episodes. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, common writer from what I understand, and I haven't seen as much of the franchise as Travis has, but there's always been elements of horror in common. Writer. Yeah. Except apparent for what I could tell newer common writer, newer common writer is just silly. Uh, there is still some elements of that horror in the few common writers I've seen, but they are taking a lot more cues from super sentai. Yeah. Uh, in the newer stuff. So yeah, it's just, it's and just, then super sentai has been getting more and more toyetic as it's gone. So, well, no, they, everything has that's one of right, my gripes. But I mean, with but, my, I mean but I mean, super sentai gets really toyetic. Yeah. I've seen mega force. I know. Less, we don't talk about Megaforce. We don't talk about Megaforce. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely talk about Go, Go Sager and Go Kyger, but we, I will not talk about Megaforce. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you, but uh, that's just modern tokusatsu in general. There, yeah. I, I feel like all of it I mean, is. Other than granted, Ultraman, Ultraman isn't at, modern Ultraman isn't quite as silly. I wouldn't even say it's as obviously toyetic, but but I mean, like all the Toei stuff even, is very. Yeah. Toyetic. Even at this era, I mean, these are our glorified toy commercials, if we're being honest. Even some of the Ultraman stuff kind of feels like glorified toy commercials, but it gets really commercially the late, the farther into the series you go. Right, right. But anyway, we're that's a topic for another that's, day. Yeah. But I anyway. like I said, there's some great style. There's some great style points I can give it to this. I just wish the script didn't get. I didn't undermine it with how goofy that all of this stuff was and how it just so, flies so much into the face of logic that I was like, I don't understand. Just what? <laughs> uh, and speaking of throwing logic <laughs> out the window, let's talk about the awards. <laughs> all right. So this will be interesting for you, Drew. You get to give out your First Tension Man Awards. Are you ready for this? All right, let's do it. All right, this is your acid test uh, as a co-host. You know that, right? <laughs> if I don't show up in the next episode, people, this is why. <laughs> All right, first up, we have the Henshin Kick Award for the best stunter fight scene. Since it's your first time on the show, prove your worth. Give me your first award. The best fight scene in this is Eagle Mantis's fight where he throws the scythe and Ryder's able to kick it back and cut him in half. Oh, we had the same one. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I love how they, they, they prove how dangerous the scythe is by cutting off the Gelshocker goon's head. He oh, throws it again oh, and oh. somehow he's able to Ryder kick the the scythe back and it causes him no harm whatsoever. And it goes back and just cuts, cuts Eagle Mantis in half. I go, Oh, okay. <laughs> that was just such fun. I still don't know what Taki was doing there. Cause he just shows up for like the first bit of that fight and then disappears again. But yeah. Well, I, what's funny is the ultra show. I think at this point, cause this is deep into the show's, we'll say second season. I think at this point, the ultra show that was on was ACE and ACE really cranked up the ridiculous violence that were, that the a couple of the previous ultra series had dabbled in. 
Mm-hmm. And there is one, and you can even go on to, I think, Twitter and find a GIF of this, whether the Monster of the Week on Ultraman Ace got sliced in half, just like Eagle Mantis, except unlike unlike Eagle Mantis, it was not that clean. <laughs> the monster splits in half, and all these rainbow-colored innards just spill out all right. over the place. With Eagle Mantis, it's very, he's like solid like, meat. Wow. It's like, yeah, you, you have no heart. You have no skeleton. You have no lungs. It's just solid green rejuvenation juice all the way through. <laughs> he's like a gusher. Except yes. He doesn't gush. He's a frozen gusher. Thank, that's what he is. Yeah, so if, it, if that gush, that might get cause the rating to go up on the show. <laughs> Hey, hey oh, well, Ultraman Ace is like, yeah, rainbow colored innards. So, yeah. 70s Ultra is insane, just so you know. Like, every, like Tokusatsu it's, it's, in the 70s. 70s Toku. That's where they just had the most fun they could pull off. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, like, just it, it, it's, all it's like the reading- 70s Tokusatsu I've seen is just acid trip insane <laughs> it's like it's like going back and reading golden age comic books it's like what's the weirdest thing that could happen in this scene let's do that <laughs> superman shoots rainbows from his fingers batman has been turned into a baby and so he's gonna fight crime as bat baby for now <laughs> these are uh, things that actually happen people <laughs> yes yes <laughs> uh, we love golden age comics <laughs> Uh, the silver age was wacky too let's be honest true well let's face it you get even today you can get marvel or dc DC off into some weird stuff sometimes it's just a different kind of weird yes (laughs) just a different kind of weird anyway takatoku for the best special effect and we actually do have two different ones yes I thought Eagle Mantis's foam, as stupid as him being able to shoot foam is. Yeah, I the murder I, foam. The way, <laughs> I, I like how they actually handled the, the how it sprayed on there. And then, of course, the hardened foam pillar, like Lot's wife, uh, <laughs> that they were able to carry through. I thought that looked good. I thought that looked good. I, you know what? I want a kaijin. I, I want a monster of the week at a tokusatsu show based on lots of turns wild. people into pillars of salt. It, it turns people into pillars of salt. <laughs> and he, whenever he does it, he just screams, Lot's wife! Yes! <laughs> that, would be ge- that would be genius. <laughs> yes. Might have to steal that for poor Crystal Lady on the film vault. <laughs> But no, I just like I just like I thought it looked good. It was a easy way to convey how the they're wrapped up and admittedly an actual like string cocoon probably would not look as good as oh we just have giant bits of foam that we could just easily take from the styrofoam factory and turn and roughly turn into pillars. Uh, I mean, they, is it any is that any better than the Gel Shocker goons transporting in as planks of painted plywood before turning it before the the, the construction the, paper the turns that was not construction paper. That was plywood. That was too solid to be construction paper. <laughs> well, when they're flying around, I think it looks like. Yeah, it's flying around. It's plywood, but then it turns into big things of fabric for them to pull down and like luchadors. Yeah. Well, <laughs> luchadors, I, uh, I will tell you, fighters. there have been past episodes of the show where I uh, where I think they went to a, a spirit of Halloween for those props, but. <laughs> Hey, the cheaper you can make the show, the more money you can put towards profit. 
Uh, mine goes to the spider lion suit because of just how freaky it looks it, yeah it's just weird like half of his face it's it's very two-faced like i said half of his face is the mm-hmm. is you know why people hate spiders yeah. <laughs> and the other half is fabio <laughs> with that that long luscious mane <laughs> right can, can i think they could have done a, a little bit better if they'd actually give given him a lion mouth for the for the, the lion side it would have fit him with the little pincers on the other side better but yeah oh, uh, well. i'm just saying he probably drives the spider lionesses mad <laughs> probably <laughs> And then he has to pray that the spider lioness is not half black widow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Eagle Mantis has the same problem. I mean, I'm sure the, his girls might eat his head off. Oh, that's true. We had two Kaijin in a row where half of their animal would technically kill the mate. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah>. so coming at you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For the best line. <laughs> what did you Oh yeah, this is where we're gonna talk more about the spike death. I, I love how when Spider Line is going in there and of course he checks the harbinger and he's dead, which is painfully obvious because his spikes still have blood on them or paint. And he goes and nudges Common Rider, and he Common Rider just starts doing the evil laugh. <laughs> you fool! Uh, I can easily break spikes as spikes as brittle as these. And he breaks the spikes off. He's like, "Are these made out of cardboard?" <laughs> you you know what you made Common Rider out of. I know his suit has changed, but the insides are still the same. Why on earth do you not know how to kill him by now, shocker? <laughs> I, I, I've got to tell you, that whole sequence where the, spi- the the wall and the spikes are coming down very slowly and they're building all yeah. this tension and, and all it just it goes on and on and on. I'm like, okay, show you're working really hard to make me scared right here for the hero. Like, What's going to happen? And then it just turns into, ha-ha, these are too brittle for me. And it does not help the fact that it's like, okay, even if you don't know, there's what, 15 episodes after this? Or not for not 10. 10. There's only yeah. 10 episodes after this. Even though you know he has to survive for those. It's been 87 episodes where he's escaped death. I think we know he's going to survive. Yeah, but then the explanation is just simply, ha ha, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're made of paper to me. Ha-ha. It's like, Gale Shocker. You should have these on file somewhere. You should know how strong you made, or what kind of strength you gave Hongo. Yeah, at this just, point, I'm just saying, if podcasters like us were running Shocker slash Gel Shocker, they would have taken over the world in about five episodes. Hey, the only excuse that Shocker has for having not read the Evil Overlord list to catch all these problems is that the Evil <laughs> Overlord list didn't exist yet. It, the Evil Overlord list was written because of them. <laughs> exactly. It was written more because of this than anything else because Shocker is the stupidest evil organization that it, that has ever worked. <laughs> Do you ever stop and think that maybe there are other evil organizations that look at other ones and are just like, you idiots. <laughs> and then they go and find another idiotic thing to do. 
That's the only reason I can think of as to why other evil organizations show up. It's like, okay, here's where these guys screwed up. Let's learn from their mistakes and we'll try to kill Common Rider this time. Oh crap, it's a different Common Rider. <laughs> it's like the opposite of that line from Spaceballs. Instead of it being yes. evil will triumph because good is good dumb. Is dumb. <laughs> it's the opposite. It's like, so it's like good, will, good triumph will triumph because, because evil, evil is, is dumb. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be dumb, at least be a, a, someone incredibly charismatic while you're doing it, okay? Look right. at you, World Julia and Bison. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. I mean... <laughs> For you, the day M, M. Bison graced your village was the most important day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At least be that. <laughs> fail with style exactly <laughs> there's a reason we still like his character i mean shocker's fun but we're it's more like we're right. laughing at shocker at this point they were kind of scary the first 13 episodes after that it's just right. like guys when they were actually trying to make shocker scary and they were doing things like utilizing the blood of puppies and virgins <laughs> right they were actually doing evil things now it's like oh yeah we all remember this organization that technically was from the nazis they're still evil we're not going to show you why because I don't know, maybe Japanese mom groups got in charge, got, got involved in the show, just like they screwed up Power Rangers. I don't know. Uh, say what you want about Dino Fury, but at least they brought back Zed, and he's like, I am not mom group Zed. Uh, and I still need to get to that episode. I'm in the middle of that I'm, for for the I'm, power trip. I'm like, so. I'm like on episode six or seven. I need to finish watching it. Yeah, yeah. Now, mine is also from the ego mantis episode and it's tachibana trying to be sarcastic well, the spider lion yeah not ego oh, mantis. spider lion yeah i'm getting they're getting conflated sorry you're a good co-host anyway <laughs> so tachibana is not taking this seriously as nobody should because who's gonna believe that if you get a note in the mail that says you die at midnight you're gonna take it seriously but he says well if you if you're not horror movie genre not knowledgeable uh, maybe but <laughs> he says should i make reservations at the temple then <laughs> and Taki and Hunger are like what are, oh, why would you Please. say that you need to take this seriously right I'm like guys <laughs> guys so I appreciated the you know the levity there which also I think just shows you how seriously Tachibana takes he's like I'm 87 episodes into this crap right now guys <laughs> Yeah, this is not my first rodeo. I've been in more episodes than all of you. I know what's going to happen. I will make it to the end. Yeah, I've read the script or at least some of the script. Yes, I don't I, know that I, it's actually I, you, Hongo, but I'm being paid for another 10 episodes. I will be fine. Well, it's not just 10 episodes. He comes back for a couple of the shows. After right, this. right, he, right. He's the, at least 10 episodes. Yeah. When this episode was written, they kind of knew they weren't far from the end. But. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to be fine. This is the 70s. We're not going to arbitrarily kill off characters. Okay. That's, you're going to have to wait at least another 30 years before people start doing that. Right. Uh, all right. And then now for my favorite award, WTH. What the head shed for the craziest moment. And I think we have the same one. 
I already touched on this because <laughs> I already kind of even described the scene back in the Henshin kick. But the fact that Eagle Mantis's scythe can easily cut through the combat, the, the Gale Shocker goons he, uh, head off and can cut Eagle Mantis in half. But yet when the writer kick is so powerful that it causes no harm to Hongo whatsoever. <laughs> it's like, you should at least have a scratch. At least scuff up his boot a little. <laughs> I recognize that the writer kick is one of the most overpowered moves in television history. I, man, but have you it seen, should at least cause some damage. Have you seen the clip of Common Rider Kuga doing the writer kick? I have on missed, Twitter. I, I've not gotten up to Kuga yet. I've been no, told I mean, I need to watch it, it, just that one. go. Just if you're on Twitter, people are sharing this clip of. I don't even remember what episode it's from. I haven't gotten that far into Kuga yet. But Kamarada Cougar does the rider kick on a kaijin, and it literally looks like a bomb, like a nuclear bomb went off. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I was like, what is it about the rider kick? And then the funny thing is, I'm watching uh, Ultraman Leo right now. Mm -hmm. Ultraman Leo stills the rider kick. Right. But when he does it, I forget. I think he calls it the Leo kick. And whatever yeah, that's that's the thing when you use this elsewhere, you can't call it writer kick. You have to be whatever you are, whoever, whatever your name is, and the word kick. Yeah, I've seen the writer kick under different names in many anime. Yes, well, well, and I've seen it in Power. And it Rangers. is referencing the writer kick, and I've seen it in Power Rangers in the yes. second episode of Power Rangers. Zio Tommy does it when he first morphs as Zero Ranger Five. And, and I, I'm like, is that Sentai really, footage? Because if that's Sentai footage, that's Toei a, referencing itself. <laughs> a, it probably is. And I, I wish that Saban had had the forethought to call it Zio Kick. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I wish they had had that forethought because they're this is that's around the time Mass Rider would have started, isn't it? Yeah, around that time or a little after. So they should have had some knowledge of the at least looking at the the common writer black rx footage that this was a thing yeah he does yeah mass writer does do the writer kick i can tell you that but well yeah thing, he does he's common writer every uh, common writer does the writer kick yeah if you consider him a common writer i, I do but you know hot he's take. based on the common writer the this the footage from his show i already said the sentai footage from his show but that's not the right words <laughs> but the, his footage is from common writer, so yeah he gets to do a writer kick yeah but anyway, so uh, I was just going to say when, but when Leo does his little version of it on the monster, he does what Thor didn't do. He went for the head and the head always comes <laughs> off. Every time he does it, it, he hits the monster in the head, and the head comes off. I'm just waiting for someone in the MCU to have to do a rider kick for some reason. <laughs> and like half the people in the audience won't get their joke, but I'll be sitting there going, he did a rider kick. <laughs> <laughs> who would even do it i i've heard I Ant, i've heard ant-man has the most tokusatsu deadpool. influence but it wouldn't make sense and deadpool would do it because he would know it was he would know what it was and he probably would say right or kick but it'd be changed somewhat so that the legally toei can't sue them <laughs> yeah I, I could potentially I try to think who else could you see that I could potentially see Captain America doing that, but he's not yeah, in the MCU he's not anymore. Steve isn't. There is yeah. a new Captain America movie coming with Sam playing. Yeah, Cap I, Cap, I, but. I uh, it, the the funniest one if you really wanted to get kind of goofy referential would be to let Johnny Blaze do it. 
<laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> but here's the thing: we it's it's also in Smash Brothers because Captain Falcon is a is, is obviously a met based on Common Rider, and he has a Falcon kick. A Falcon kick, yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. Well, you man. can't tell me he's not a common writer knockoff because he's got the antenna thing with the falcon symbol yeah oh i common writer references are everywhere man let me yeah <laughs> yeah but no i had basically the same thing i just wrote decapitation because right because i'm like you guys actually went there you actually went there now we don't actually see it which is i don't know if that was a special effects limitation or are they like okay we can't go this far it had to have been a special effects limitation because it would be cheaper just to drop a mannequin head next to the guy. Yeah, but we don't see a head fall off. We just see the spinning scythe claw hit the Gelshocker goon, and then the camera just shows him falling to his knees, but we never see his face. But they make it abundantly clear he no longer has a head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eagle Mantis definitely got a head with that. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> right before he got cut in two. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, as fun as a flying death scythe yeah. <laughs> claw is, it's a bit hazardous, shall we say. It is a bit hazardous, like a lightsaber. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> I remember reading a funny internet list one time. It said warning labels in Star Wars. And the only one I can remember is it said on lightsaber, this end up. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't forget that the first time Luke Skywalker saw his father's lightsaber, he pointed the energy blade emitter at his face. What's this? I was like, what is this? <laughs> And Star Wars would have just ended right there. Okay. Well, you know what? We only, at this point, we only have a minute to henshin it. Which is very appropriate because this episode has gone on a little longer than I expected, but that's okay. <laughs> I think it it'll happens. be fun. We were having fun. We were having fun oh, being such oh my goofy word. We're, we're already We're already starting to sink. This can't be a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is where we give our final thoughts in one minute or less. Drew, as the new co-host, I will let you go first. Just give me a second to set up my timer. Are you Fair ready enough. for this? Can you do this? As Drew? ready as ready as I'm going to be. All right. On your mark, get set, go. Gel Shocker is the worst enemy organization that's ever <laughs> been on the face of the planet. They can't even send the right monsters to do the right jobs because obviously these two monsters should have been switched. Also, if you ever get, do not trust the uh, GSPS. They will destroy your packages. Is that Those it? are my final thoughts. That's oh, it. wow. 15 <laughs> seconds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jeez, you're making, Tra you're making Travis look terrible at this. He could do it in 30. You're doing it in 10. <laughs> 15. <laughs> hey, I, I'm just getting my thoughts out. This is my general final thoughts. It's like, yeah, Gale Shocker sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, my turn on my market set. Go. I have to echo that. I'm like, guys, these are not the right kaijin for these jobs. Seriously, you could I can't believe how mismatched they were with this whole thing. <laughs> but uh, 
but you know, welcome to Gelshocker. Uh, we need to get some therapy or something for General Black with that twitch. I think he's a little stressed <laughs> at work. I'm just saying. I mean, because we've had the three other ones. We had Ambassador Hell, who would gleefully do his job. You had... Dr. Shinigami, who also seemed to gleefully do his job, and the Colonel Zoll was very disciplined and then turned into a werewolf and you know, fun stuff like that. So <laughs> you have a lot to look forward to. <laughs> but they they just didn't seem as stressed. I, I, I'm wondering if it's this the merger here is just not working out very well, or maybe they're understaffed now at the Japanese branch. <laughs> just saying. Could explain some of the mismanagement. <laughs> All righty. So, did you have a good time <laughs> on your temp stint? <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it so far. We'll see how far how this goes. All righty. All righty. So, in light of that, thank you for listening to Henshin Men, a Tokusatsu Appreciation Podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of Travis on the backlog of the Kaiju Weekly podcast, and listen to more of me on the Monster Island Film Vault and our sister podcast in the Kaiju Rama Podcast Network, The Power Trip, a journey through the Power Rangers franchise. And where can the heroes of the internet find you, Drew? They should go check me out on the Cellcast podcast where we review animated movies and television shows. And eventually I'm going to go back to looking at Kingdom Hearts, but we'll get there when we get there. So yeah, join us there on iTunes and enjoy some animated reviews over there. Remember, cell is spelled with a single L. And with a C, in case anyone did And know. an E in between there, so yes. it's C-E-L. Yes, yes, because, you know, it can get kind of weird. But anyway. Yeah, do not try to Google cell as in jail cell on, in our name, as that will come up with some weird stuff. Oh, good Lord. So <laughs> I'm, now I'm afraid to do it. Which is why I suggest you don't. Yeah. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Podchaser. And until next time, what are we going to say, Drew? Don't take a writer kick to the henshins. This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2022 Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC.